0: Welcome to Hidden Headlines, the good news, the God news, the stuff the secular media does not talk about. I'm Brian Sussman, and Happy New Year! This is the New Year edition of Hidden Headlines, the year 2019, of course, in the Jewish calendar. It's the year 5779. But I digress, as I often do on this broadcast. I had a post at briansussman.com to close out the year, involving the hidden headlines having to do with the Trump administration. This is, again, the stuff that the secular media will not talk about. Uh, They're quick to talk about how much they dislike this president, and they're quick to talk about his many failures in their opinion. But I did a post regarding the many successes this president has had on three different levels. And these are levels that are very important to me. Now, there was a time in my life where I was truly a one-issue voter. And to a large extent, I remain that way. If the candidate is not pro-life, that candidate's not going to get my vote. That's the truth of the matter. So I'm all about sanctity of human life because at the end of the day, what is the Constitution of this country built upon? It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life. Human life. Can I tell you something? This was the first, and perhaps I can say only country in the history of the world to base itself on that principle of life, life, human life. You know, these are goals that we aspire to. Uh, Sure, we have our failings as a country, but you know, I have my failings as a man. And yet I have a standard that I'm trying to hold on to, Sure, I fail from time to time, but the good news is there's a God in heaven who forgives my failings and allows me another chance. So Donald Trump, listen, when this guy was running for president, I would listen to his campaign promises and I I loved most all of them. I looked at his track record in life and I thought, well, okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's talking a good pro-life game, but I know in the past when you inspect his life and, and his associations and even his giving patterns and things he said, is he really a pro-life guy? Well, on the campaign trail, he said he was. And it turns out he is in terms of the policy. We'll get to that in just a moment. So that's one thing I talked about in this bryansusman.com article on my blog and also my Facebook post, which I'll get to in just a moment. Uh, the other aspect that I was looking at besides sanctity of human life was religious liberty. You know, religious liberty is enshrined in our Constitution's First Amendment, uh, freedom of speech. By the way, when we talk about property rights, it, we're not just talking about the physical property rights that we have in this country, it's the intellectual property rights, the stuff between your ears. And of course, we also have that right to religion in this country, and that the government would stay out of our religion in this country. So that's, that's religious liberty. And I think there are many scriptures I could choose to illustrate religious liberty, but I'm just thinking of one. It's 2 Corinthians 5, Verses 20 through 21 from uh, the book commonly called the New Testament. We are therefore Messiah's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Messiah's behalf, be reconciled to God. So the idea is, my job as a follower of Messiah is to tell people about him. That's my job. I am an ambassador for Adonai, for the Lord. I'm an ambassador of Messiah Jesus, or Yeshua, if you will. That's my job. And the Constitution allows me to fulfill that spiritual job that I have. So religious liberty is huge. And then the, the third point is Israel. Israel. And uh, listen, there's there's a scripture that really brings true, folks, and it's—, it's <laughs> you don't mess with this one it's uh from the book of psalms psalm 122 chapter uh psalm 122 verse six pray for the peace of jerusalem may those who love you be secure so the idea is you don't want to turn your back on israel the nation of israel god's people you don't you don't as a country you don't want to do that because there will be consequences now this is just what i believe so trump comes as a candidate and he's talking pro-life He's talking religious liberty and he's talking up Israel. And I'm thinking, okay, he's talking a good game. Now compared to the other candidate, in my opinion, there was only one choice. Now I should also just step back for a moment. I live in California. I knew that my vote wouldn't count wouldn't matter in California because uh, Hillary was going to win this state no matter what. There just weren't enough conservatives republicans libertarians and independents to make a difference for trump so i had the opportunity to vote for the guy that i really thought would be the best president at that particular time uh, based on his character etc and i it was ben carson now that's just me uh, you you may totally disagree with that and you may have something to say um about that in a comment that you want to make to me that's fine But I thought, I I like Ben Carson. I'm a Ben Carson guy. I'm going to vote for Ben Carson because I have that liberty here in the state of California because Trump's not going to win. There's just no way. So I voted for Ben Carson. But if I would have been in a state where it would have made a difference, then I would have voted for Trump. Nonetheless, even at that point, voting for Trump was, you're hoping that this guy, if he wins that he's going to follow through with all the things he was talking about, pro-life, religious liberty, and Israel. Can I tell you something? He has. Oh, he has. And when you go to bryansussman.com, you can read that on my blog, How Trump is Governing Like God's Man in the White House. That was my title of the article. Now, there have been many critics who have only read the title, and then they decide to pop off on me. How Trump is governing like God's man in the White House. So now they're saying, oh, Trump, he's God's man? He's a godly man? Is that what you're saying? He's a godly man. Oh, yeah, well, what about all these women? What about the porn star? What about... You're saying he's a Christian? No, no, no. I said, how Trump is governing like God's man in the White House. And then I give you probably, I don't know, 50 examples of policy that would show... He is, may I just tell you something? If Ben Carson wouldn't, would have become the president, I know that um, there were actually several Christians who were running for president on the Republican side. Rick Perry's another one. Uh, Ted Cruz is another. And there are probably several others as well. In terms of these, these issues that are near and dear to my heart, religious liberty, pro-life Israel, none of those guys could have done a better job than Donald Trump is doing. He's governing like, he's go- may as well be Franklin Graham in the White House. So I list some examples, and yet, again, either proving that people are only reading my headline or reading my first couple of, of lines from the piece that I wrote on bryansussman.com and at Facebook, uh, Brian Sussman Show. They're clearly not reading the entire article. Because, again, I go through these 50 things, which I'll denote in just a moment. But let me read to you from the article. Uh, Prior to becoming president, I really didn't think Donald Trump was a Christian. Okay, I didn't. Now, let me just continue. Now, I'm not one to judge whether a person is going to heaven or hell. By the way, I capitalize both because they're real destinations. Heaven, hell. Hell. But I do believe the Bible gives me the authority to assess whether or not someone is a Jesus follower. So I I can't judge you on whether you're going to heaven or hell, but I can make a determination whether you're a Jesus follower or not. And the scripture I'm using, again, from the book commonly called the New Testament, is John 8, 31-32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, "'If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples.'" and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free so in other words I, I can look at a person i can look at the fruit of their lives and determine whether or not you're a jesus follower or not I, I think that's all pretty simple and if i don't see any fruit then if you're calling yourself a christian i think i can call you out biblically speaking i'm not judging well, i am judging you i'm we're allowed to judge those in the quote-unquote church, okay? Those who are followers of Jesus, G- we're allowed to judge. And so I can go to my, my friend, who's, uh, you know, supposed to be the Christian, or maybe is a Christian, maybe—and and by the way, what do I mean by Christian? I mean Christ follower. Now, some people—again, you can look at all these comments at my Facebook page— Some people are saying, well, Donald Trump's been going to church off and on for years. Listen, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to the library makes you a book. Plain and simple. So when I talk about a Christian, in my case, I'm a Messianic Jew. I'm a a Jewish background. I believe that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah. Um, so if you're, if you're of my persuasion, or if you're a Gentile who believes in Jesus, then your, your life should match up to what Jesus says. Your life should match up to what we find in terms of godly characters presented in the Torah. First five books of Moses. Uh, first five books of the uh, Old Testament written by Moses. So this, this is the standard, and I didn't see that standard in Donald Trump's life prior to becoming president. I did not. I'm just telling you. So let me get back to what I my article here. That said, based upon what I knew of Mr. Trump, it seemed as if he was not one to abide in God's word. Okay? Let's be honest. Certain aspects of his past moral codes seemed a bit slimy, I write. Not that I was a saint either back in the day, I also write. However, many of us were willing to take a chance that he would indeed be best for our for for president, giving his campaign promises. Now, two years later, I can say that President Trump is governing like an authentic follower of Jesus. He is. Now, I don't know if he is or not. In fact, I say that in the next line. I'm still not sure where he is personally regarding an abiding faith in God via Messiah Jesus. I don't know. But I can tell you in terms of the policy that he's put forward, and I'll go through some of these in just a moment, man alive, my head is spinning in a good way. I also write, I do know that his cabinet contains more authentic followers of Jesus than we've seen in many generations, so one can only hope they've rubbed off on him in a very positive fashion. In any case, Mr. Trump is knocking it out of the park when it comes to federal policymaking. So what's the proof? Okay, let's go through the list, because I think this is incredible. Uh, the first thing he did as president, I mean, it was the first thing that he did. Uh, First thing he did was he signed an executive order to restore the Mexico City policy and defund International Planned Parenthood, blocking $9 billion in U.S. taxpayer aid from funding abortion overseas. That's the first thing he did. In other words, U.S. taxpayer money being used to abort babies overseas. Nope. Cut it off. That's the first thing he did. What was the first thing Obama did? The first thing Obama did was put in place money to be spent for abortions overseas internationally just on the other side of our border to the south That's the first thing obama did um and why did he do this it's because one of the first things bush did was got rid of that funding and one of the first things clinton did was put the funding back and one of the first things reagan did was get rid of the funding So it's interesting how all of this works, but Donald Trump did it. First thing. Okay, that's one. Second thing he did, he spoke live via satellite at the March for Life in D.C. That's the first time a sitting president ever did that. Next thing he did, he cut off taxpayer funding for the United Nations Population Fund, which is an abortion fund. It's it's gruesome. Uh, the next thing he did, signed H.J. Um, uh, House Resolution 43 into law, overturning an Obama regulation that prohibited states from defunding Planned Parenthood. So this is, for, for the sake of life, what he has done is phenomenal. Next, religious liberty. Um He formed a, quote, new conscience and religious freedom division within the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to protect religious freedom and restrict taxpayer funds from discriminating against religion. We're getting into the weeds a little bit, but that's something he did, and it's a big deal. Um, He implemented a new policy directive within the U.S. Department of Labor and their federal contract compliance programs, which focuses on protecting religious freedom. Okay, maybe I'm getting into the weeds a little bit. But he also signed an executive order on religious liberty on the National Day of Prayer. And he also ordered the Internal Revenue Service to not enforce restrictions on political activities by churches. That was huge. Another thing he removed all of the web pages from the federal government's website, which were instituted by the Obama administration to promote LGBT issues. Another thing he did, Donald Trump, he disqualified transgender individuals from serving in the military. Okay, so again, he's governing, his policies are as biblical as biblical can be. Okay, now let's continue with Israel. Okay, let's talk about Israel. This is another really big thing. Um, Again, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. Or may those who love you prosper, as some versions would say. He declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel and moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. That's huge. Now can I tell you something? Israel already <laughs> Israel already acknowledges Jerusalem as their capital. All we're doing is acknowledging what Israel already proclaims. And by the way, just this week, the the nation of Brazil has said, okay, we're doing it too. They got their new president. Okay, this is stupid. If if Israel declares Jerusalem the capital, then why can't we? Um, He visited the Western Wall and prayed in Jerusalem. By the way, that was a first for a sitting U.S. president. He cut, are you ready for this? $225 million from the Palestinian Authority. He also withdrew from the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, which, well, has an anti-Israel bias. Let me talk about this money to the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority, it's, it's disgusting, quite frankly. Um, the Palestinian Authority, now, while I realize there are many Palestinian Christians, uh, most Palestinians are Muslims, and many of those Palestinian Muslims are radicals who uh, who subscribe to the policy of um, we are the infidel, they are not, and the infidel should die. But all that said, when you look at the the things that are being purchased with our aid to Palestine— I'm looking at a story here from the, this is, um, my gosh, is this, okay, this is a 2016 story. A violent narrative can be found in 240 books ranging from civics to mathematics in over 400 United Nations schools in the West Bank and East Jerusalem. So... You look at the curriculum, it's interdisciplinary. This hatred of the Jews is interdisciplinary. You can find it in mathematics books. You can find it in the geography books. It's all over the place. I'm, I'm looking at one particular page from a book. Hearing weapons clash is pleasant to my ear, and the flow of blood gladdens my soul, as well as a body thrown upon the ground skirmished over by the desert predator. So this is the kind of stuff they're reading. I'm looking at the content of a film that Palestinian children as young as five can see, advocating for the death of Jews and the destruction of Israel. I'm looking at another Palestinian school book here that says Jews have no rights whatsoever in Palestine, but only greedy ambitions. The book also says that Jews have no holy places there either. Right. So this is the kind of stuff that Donald Trump has pulled our taxpayer money out of, and it's about time. Um, He has also cut $300 million in aid to Pakistan, uh, a terrorist hotbed. He has uh, cut all U.S. funding for the U.N. agency serving Palestinian refugees. Of course, those Palestinian refugees are completely used by the Muslim, Muslim rulers to be a thorn in the side of Israel. He withdrew from the anti-Israel UN Human Rights Council. Can you imagine this? This is the Human Rights Council, and they are as anti-Israel as anti-Israel can be. In fact, there are maps of the Middle East that you can observe in the United Nations, and when you look closely at the maps, hey, wait a second, where's Israel? Israel's not even found in the maps. So this is the scorecard of Donald Trump. These are the things that he's been doing. And again, that's why I like to call this segment Hidden Headlines. You know, the good news, the God news, the stuff the secular media is not talking about. So all that said, uh, when you go to BrianSussman.com, I've got uh, another story up. This is so cool. I'm going to turn to it right now um, I saw this trailer I saw the first four minutes of this trailer and I'm just telling you I I was I was totally hooked I had to watch the remaining 16 minutes but this is a crowd you all know what crowdfunding is right it's just somebody comes up with an idea and says hey listen How'd you guys like to partner with me in terms of uh, putting up the funds to make this happen? So this is a TV pilot episode for a TV series called The Chosen. It's now the number one crowdfunded media project of all time. $5.7 million. This if you watch the first four minutes of this, again, go to bryansusman.com This TV pilot episode is a must-see. Uh, that's the title of the article. I've got it embedded on the website. It's, it has to, This particular episode has to do with the birth of Messiah. And it's so well done. And they leave lots of room for the imagination. But this has to do with the shepherd. You know, the shepherd, the shepherd guys who uh were confronted by the angel Gabriel who said behold in bethlehem a child has been born and then they rush to where Jesus has been born where yeshua has been born and they see him face to face and and they become i think what happens you, you'll see this video for yourself but what happens is you know these guys are just they're just minding their own business they're shepherds they're telling jokes about pharisees <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're screwing around. They're, they're, they're mean to one of their other members, who's, uh, who's a guy who's handicapped. And and then the angel shows up. And you never see the angel. You just see their reaction to the angel. And, I mean, it's the fear of God all over them. Can you imagine? Okay, the sky lights up, and there's an angel looking at you. Oh, my gosh, you, you crumble to your knees. Be afraid to look up. And that's exactly how they responded. But then they go to Bethlehem, and they find the, the, the young couple Joseph and Mary, Miriam and Yosef, and they see the little baby Yeshua. And uh, I think, as I watch this, I, I got a new vision on that particular part of the Scriptures. I think they were there as, as a confirmation to Miriam, Mary, and Joseph Joseph. Um, I think they were there as a confirmation, just to encourage them, embolden them, and let them know that indeed this is the Son of God. And then what do they do? They leave there and they just start telling people about it. They were the first ambassadors, if you will. They were the first ambassadors of the Messiah. So I've got the trailer on my website. Maybe you'll even be so inspired that you want to give. I just go to bryansussman.com for all of that. Uh, I should also just mention Happy New Year, my friends. I I hope that 2019 is a great year for you. Uh, 2018 may have presented you with challenges. 2018 may have presented you with uh, some bad stuff, because I know bad stuff can happen to otherwise good people. But my hope and my prayer, sincerely, I hope you can hear it in my voice, is that 2019 is a is a better year for you. And and 2019 is a year where you will just give it all to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that you will just give it all to God and allow Him to rule your life and allow Him to carry your load. So here's for 2019 being your year. And that is Hidden Headlines. I'm Brian Sussman. If you liked this particular episode of Hidden Headlines, could you please share it? Let people know what's going on. And also, don't forget my another chance podcast. I've got a new one in the works. It has to do with a friend of mine who uh, named Joe, who is a pro skater, and uh, he was a part of uh, he was uh, a part of the firm back in the day. For those of you who are skateboarders, you know about the firm, and um, rode with uh, Lance Mountain, who's one of the godfathers of the sport. But man, the transformation this guy saw in his life and how God gave him another chance. So I'm working on that one right now. Lance Mountain is also going to be in the episode. So I'm really stoked about that as well, if I could just borrow a skateboard term. So be ready for that as well. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, I'm Brian Sussman.